0: and we're back once again for lakers fast break podcast it's gerald glassford from pop culture cosmos and inside sports coming right at you here i've got a great guest on today just so excited to have him on he is one of the three hosts although you know what let's call him the host let's just move jason dutch and haas to the side just for a second although don't tell them i said that because (laughs) there are three great guys that make up the voice from the underground the podcast if you like a show that has a nice blend of politics great talk and pop culture you want to go ahead and give them a try voice from the underground the podcast it is my good friend mr tj johnson just glad to have you on the show once again my friend what's up buddy
1: glad to be here once again a couple of dry runs earlier but i feel pretty good about this one
0: absolutely as do i because you're sounding clear and everything sounds just great uh, you know those internet bugs look those gremlins seem to be just like okay flick them off all right and now we're good to go so it's yeah. awesome indeed <laughs> but it's just so great to have you here i asked you in advance if you wanted to be a big part of the show and you just just really you're just right on there oh, yeah. Just so great to talk about the lakers but i want to hear your thoughts people in the first show heard my background on why i love the lakers so much but i want to okay. hear from you my friend Before we get into all the talk, all the episodes that we're going to do together and all that, why are you such a Lakers fan? And especially someone from Chicago in Bulls area with Michael Jordan, MJ23 around. How hard is it, again, to be a Lakers fan in Chicago?
1: Well, you know, I, I like to consider myself a bit of an underdog. I enjoy a good underdog story, and it just doesn't get any higher than Michael Jordan and the Bulls. So if Michael Jordan and the Bulls are the pinnacle, I want somebody that's going to be able to try to kind of knock them off and uh so my first love while it was chicago and the bulls i quickly started to have an appreciation and affinity for the lakers particularly magic johnson we both shared the same last name and i was like i don't know i was in second grade when i started watching them, so it just seemed like a very rational thing for a second grader to put together magic johnson tj johnson it works i like it better so because we share the same last name i was like let's just go for it in doing that though i found myself being more and more intrigued i love their uniforms i love the laker girls i loved everything that was that came with being a I, I know laker. a lot of people
0: love the laker girls <laughs>
1: exactly so i just enjoyed everything that came with being part of that culture, a part of that winning culture as well. So many championships in such a short amount of time. So fast forward a few years, I'm in like seventh grade, eighth grade, I want to say. So junior high, and I have to write my DRP. I pick the Los Angeles Lakers as my topic. So at that point, I really dived in and learned everything there was to learn about the now Los Angeles Lakers, but formerly the Minneapolis Lakers and how they w- were started off in Minneapolis, Minnesota, the, the the state of a thousand lakes or, you know, city of a thousand or ten thousand lakes. I want to say something like that. So they got a lot of lakes. So hence the name Lakers, which makes sense now, because in California, I'm like, why would they have the Los Angeles Lakers in California? But, you know, I digressed. I didn't know that at the time. Now I get it. Ever since then, I've had this infatuation with the Lakers. Uh, obviously, in 1996, they uh, acquired a young man by the name of Kobe Bean Bryant, From uh, <laughs> and, and the rest is, is history, so to speak. Uh, so fun, so, it's
0: so funny how one – well, actually, he hasn't been enshrined yet, but how one Hall of Famer got traded for another, even though we didn't think Vladi Divots, even though he always will have a place in my heart, Yeah, he was going to be at that level. But, you know, he's a Hall of Famer. And he got traded for a Hall of Famer, but it worked yeah. out best for us, indeed.
1: It did, absolutely. I'm not upset about the trade. And truthfully, I don't think Vladi Divak is upset about the trade. He ended up having a, a great career and is currently the, was it the owner or the GM of the Sacramento Kings? So, I mean, he's, I don't think anybody's really upset about that. You know, Jerry West being the benevolence. Foresight person that he is, just knew that Kobe was going to be that guy, and uh, he just had this feeling. And he's doing wonderful things over in Golden State. So much so that the I wish he was still working with the Lakers. But well, he's now
0: with the Clippers. He's been oh, working it's, magic it's the, the past year right. or two for the Thank Clippers.
1: You. Thank you, the Clippers. Forgive me. Yep. I try to forget yep. about that other team it, in Los Angeles.
0: It, it hurts <laughs> very much when I say that because you know I've I've spoken on the first episode, and I've spoken with this to you before. On voice from the underground and other stuff that we've done together about mm. the management of the Los Angeles Lakers yes. and that not to have that solidifying force in Jerry West behind you, a man who has so much of a career and success mm. of evaluation not there mm. for mm. you and with the Clippers. It's no wonder that the Clippers got Kawhi, but that's for another episode. For <laughs> we got time. Episode.
1: We got time, buddy.
0: <laughs> we got plenty of time for that. You know, the season's you know it's there in the horizon, but it's yeah. not quite there yet. So we have plenty of time to talk Hawaii and all that. Mm-hmm. But I will tell you, it's just so great to have you here. Your enthusiasm, I can just tell already. Talking the Lakers gets you excited. Yeah. Uh, if anybody wants to know more about your thoughts on the Lakers. I also want to go ahead and recommend the Jock and Nerd podcast, which I know you were a part of, and you got to speak at length in regards to the Lakers and all that. So if everybody wants to check out beyond this show, that's a great place to start off as well. But I'll tell you what, my friend, I know there's some big expectations that a lot of people have for the season. I know here in Vegas that the odds are really high on them. Whether or not it's justified, we're going to have to wait and see. We'll break down the roster and we'll talk about all the, the pluses and the minuses and, and how it will pan out. But right now, Vegas has them as one of the, the favorites to go ahead and win it all as far as the NBA championship is concerned. I think they, you know, of course, when it comes to the playoffs, if I think they're a very strong contender for the playoffs. I think that is pretty much going to be something that with health of LeBron and AD should That's be right. a given. Yeah. But again, the playoffs is all about matchups, mm-hmm. as I've told you before. And the matchups have to go ahead and align very well for the Lakers in order for them to go ahead and come out on top, not only in the Western Conference but for the NBA title as a whole. Right. So, uh, I think the the odds are good for the Lakers to to make an impression this year. How far? I think it's going to take some tweaking the roster and some, uh, some and a little bit of luck. It always does, health and luck and things of that nature. Yeah, but
1: that all plays into it.
0: Those are my expectations for the season as of right now for the Los Angeles Lakers. But I want to hear more importantly, your expectations for the Los Angeles Lakers this season.
1: Well, I don't know about more importantly, but I'll give you what I got. You know, I I have expectations for our Lakers, obviously, but I say it with bated breath. Does that make sense? I think it's important to have the championship mentality. I think it's important to have, I think it was, I think it's important to have championship aspirations um, I just think it's also important to be very realistic about those expectations, considering the fact that this is now a team put together to complement LeBron and his particular skill set. I still, I sound he sounds like a Liam Neeson from. Uh, <laughs> I have a particular. Oh, set I of wish skills. we had his paycheck. I'll just take that. <laughs> Saying that to say they put this team together to kind of complement LeBron and his particular skill set, which makes sense and is great. The only problem that I have with that is LeBron is. Uh, obviously 34, he'll be 35 in December. Uh, he's not a spring chicken. He's coming off of an injury play season, his worst one to date in regards to how much time he's missed for injury. Couple that with the fact that Anthony Davis missed some time last season due to injury, and then there was a whole kerfuffle about if he's going to play and if he should play, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm glad he's got it behind him now. However, it doesn't change the fact that there was a there was a bit of a cloud before this season, before the Anthony Davis trade happened. And shouts out to Rob Palenka for being able to withstand that storm, because he got a heck of a storm considering the fact that Magic had stepped down, the way he stepped down, the manner in which he attacked some of the people in the Los Angeles organization, as he stepped down, particularly Rob Palenka, which I thought was kind of a a low blow from one of my idols, to be honest with you. It Uh, was a
0: low blow, but still, when it comes to Rob Palenka, I'm biting my lip. And there's a reason why I'm biting my lip is because of the fact that You know, you got to take the bad with the good when it comes to his decision making, because for every Kyle Kuzma, for every AD, for every Mm. LeBron that you've gone ahead and been responsible for getting, there's so many other mistakes along the road. So many other things as far as inexperience in his position that he's made and the fact that there's Mm. no one above him really to answer to him. I mean he answers to genie bus and genie bus alone but genie bus is pretty much going to go along with whatever he says as far as the direction is concerned that is kind of troubling to me
1: it is i I definitely would agree with
0: that because Uh, i don't see an experience i mean we just talked about the clippers (laughs) sorry right right now i'm gonna have to say uh, it lawrence frank has done a great job in building the team once he got the hold of the GM job away from Doc Rivers, Doc right. Rivers, you know, stopped trading for his son and all that. But, <laughs> right. he, he, you know, he, he got the job. They brought on Jerry West. Steve Ballmer's been a great owner. I, th- I see that as far as meshing as a very good. Absolutely. Yeah. And I want that for the Lakers. I yes. want that again for the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers are now coming in, as far as a front office the way the Lakers were for so many years. Mm-hmm. For so Absolutely. many years. I mean, Absolutely. there's no accident that the Lakers won five titles in this century. Yes, but uh, and, and that starts with the front office. So I'm hoping that Rob Palenka will get it together. The Kawhi deal, and again, we'll touch more on this down in uh, extra episodes and whatnot, but the Kawhi deal mm-hmm. left the Lakers in a real rush to assemble a roster. And you saw the, in the days, what, two, three days afterwards, they had to just get you know anybody that they could Maybe that will cost them long-term this season. We'll have to wait and see because they could have had a chance to get other marquee free agents earlier right, if they not right. waited for Kawhi. But again, hindsight's twenty twenty. They had the chance to go for Kawhi. They thought they realistically did. And if you're going to have a chance, you, you got to go full board on that. I know and you home. and I would.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. And, so. and, and and it sucks because, like you said, you had to wait for that Kawhi domino to fall. Very similar to when LeBron made his decision to go to Los Angeles. You had to wait for that initial domino to fall before everybody else could kind of pick and choose. Because if you think about it, if LeBron doesn't come to Los Angeles, then that means that LeBron probably wins the title last year. Because the title would have went through Cleveland. Kawhi would have had to go through LeBron, and there's a good chance that that wouldn't have happened the way it went down. Nobody could have expected Golden State to implode the way they did from as far as injuries, as far as team chemistry, Kevin Durant not feeling like he was really part of the team. Nobody could have truly expected Golden State to implode the way that they did, truthfully. And so had LeBron not left, completely different ballgame. So, yes, Hindsight is twenty twenty, and and I agree. I just I think it's important that we make sure because he gets a lot of crap. Rob Polinka does. He got a lot of crap for a lot of things that happened prior to. And again, Magic Johnson did not hold back in his vitriol, if you will. And that to Rob me is, was
0: very troubling. Yes. I, I was yeah. yes, the fact I mean, that
1: Magic had a lot to say, and the fact that Magic was very public about what he said. That's very telling because obviously Magic is a businessman, so he understands business savvy practices and he should probably understand that that may not have been the most savvy of moves to walk into your job and quit without even having con- consulted your boss but again another conversation for another day my point in bringing that all up though was to say that considering everything that happened Rob Pelinka did a halfway decent job of trying to put something together to kind of work around LeBron and a relatively deep roster you've got a lot of three and D players and Danny Green you got Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley, thank you very much. You've also if got if he cooked. comes
0: back to form. Yeah, I if mean it comes will back it be form. <laughs> yeah will, will it be the Avery Bradley of Boston? I certainly hope so.
1: I hope so too. You did also get Troy Daniels too. So we we made some moves. Obviously, we resigned KCP, which you know he wasn't bad. I don't think he was the greatest, but he wasn't terrible. My point is, he did what he could considering that they were waiting on the Kawhi Domino to fall to put. Well, it also together. helps
0: when you're a clutch client as well.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Now, hey, Rich Paul, I, mean, I, I. what could you say about that? That brother's got some skill and he's got some connect, man, and uh, he's doing his thing. So with this roster currently assembled, I don't know if I'm going to go out on a limb and say championship. But here's why I won't scratch that out. Again, it's wide open. We're looking at an uh, NBA that has been as open as it's been in a long time. Golden State seems to have been, for all intents and purposes, kind of put to the back burner, obviously waiting on Thompson to recover from his injury. Uh, so that means he's going to leave you with Steph Curry, who has to kind of shoulder a lot of the offense again, uh, which he can do, but now teams are more privy to just stay on top of him because he doesn't have as many options anymore. Obviously, you have D'Angelo Russell, who's going to have a bit of a a uh, 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 ax to grind, if you will, considering the fact that Brooklyn Winahan went with Kyrie and said, all right, well, we're going to pick Kyrie over you, and obviously the Lakers had traded him, Magic traded him, a few years prior to be able to draft Lonzo Ball. So, I think he's got something of a bit of a, a point to prove and an ax to grind, if you will, so I'd expect him to come back uh, with some fire. Outside of Steph and outside of D'Angelo Russell, you got the return of Draymond Green over in Golden State, but you really don't have the same team. Sean Livingston retires, couldn't note on to Andre Iguodala. So there are a lot of things that were key components to Golden State's run that are no longer there. So because those are no longer there, now the West is pretty open. You couple that with the fact that You've also got the Houston Rockets who've reloaded, so to speak. I think Westbrook is gonna be a much more dangerous, much more dangerous, much more aggressive option uh than Chris Paul was. Chris Paul obviously is obviously on the wrong end of 30. He's on the wrong end of his athletic swing. He was never truly an athletic guy to begin with. So that's the nice thing that's gonna keep him in the league a little bit longer. But you don't have the same defensive uh that you had before. So there's a lot of things that are kind of playing against that. So now you you upgrade with Toa Westbrook, uh, who's got that dog, and I don't think anybody would ever question. Westbrook's dog, right? So you've got that dog in Westbrook. You still got James Arden uh doing his thing and he's got to ask the grind because he feels like he should have got MVP last year. And there's an argument to say that he could have gotten it. But you've got Houston who's in who's who's in the hunt. And you've got the Clippers who, from a team standpoint, seems like they have a better team put together. Um, as far as its roster and its depth. That doesn't mean that it's all gonna work out because again, you have to play with each other, you have to build that. Chemistry, but and Paul a, George
0: is starting off the season injured,
1: and he started off the season injured. But you've also got a lot of unselfish guys there who are willing to to paraphrase Captain America, who are willing to to lay down on the wire and allow somebody else to crawl over. You know, Patrick Beverly is not somebody out there trying to score his buckets. He's not worried about getting twenty points a game. He's worried about stopping your best your best offensive player, uh which he does very very well at. So you've got the Clippers, you've got the Rockets. You've got, obviously, the Los Angeles Lakers. You've got Minnesota, who's still, you know, I and we'll talk about Minnesota some other time. Point is, it's as open as it's been in a long time. And on the east side, obviously, Brooklyn would be a team to be reckoned with, with if Kevin Durant was not hurt. With Kevin Durant being hurt, you don't really have to worry about Brooklyn yet. Now, a couple years, Brooklyn's going to be trouble. Right now, not so much. So this is as wide open as the NBA has been. In a very, very, very long time. So it's because of that openness that I hold out hope that this would be an opportunity for a championship. The problem is you got to have a lot of parts come together very quickly. You gotta have a lot of luck. And uh you've gotta just hope that you know LeBron can return to his Iron Man status and return to his MVP status from you know the years prior to.
0: Don't touch that dial. Wait, do do people still use dials? Again, I'm talking to my good friend T.J. Johnson from Voice from the Underground. you got to check out his awesome podcast today on all podcast apps that are out there. you got to catch all three of the great guys as they talk pop culture, politics, and so much more on Voice from the Underground. Some excellent thoughts right there. And you also can't forget other teams like Utah. You also can't forget other teams like Denver, which has yep. that distinct home advantage. Uh, And and over the course of time, before we get into the season, I do want to go ahead and and start talking about some really early favorites as far as in both the Western and Eastern Conference. I can tell you right now a lot of other people like myself are looking into either Milwaukee or Philly coming out of the East. It seems to be one or the other. doesn't seem to be any other options right now, but it seems to be at least one of those two. In the West, like you said, it is a wide open. The wild, wild West when you've got Denver, Utah, the Lakers, the Clippers – portland houston so many different names that are being thrown in there possibly even up to six or seven teams that really have a chance to to go ahead and come out on top of the western conference and make it into the nba finals so definitely a lot of choice there and it it actually is good to see that type of thing even golden state like you said when clay thompson comes back Is he going to be healthy enough to give them a good run in in the playoffs? And I know if that's the case, nobody will want to see them in the playoffs going forward.
1: No, absolutely not. Teams are still trying to figure out Golden State's offense. And that's a testament to their team. That's a testament to what they've developed there. Because a lot of those players, you know, outside of obviously Kevin Durant, who's finally gone, but he came to Golden State. All those other guys were there. So that's something that they built from the ground up. And because they built it from the ground up, there's a certain – There's a certain synergy. There's a certain chemistry that they have there that you really can't replicate. You can try to put something together and try to put different pieces to puzzles to try to make it fit, but you can't replicate chemistry. You can't replicate that level of synergy that they have when they put that ball on the floor. But you need Klay Thompson. You need the other splash, brother, because Steph Curry by himself, we've seen it in the playoffs. He's not enough to carry that team offensively by himself because he they live and die by the three-point shot and unfortunately you don't have sean livingston you don't have Igudala, you don't have some of those core players to come up and be able to assist if those shots are not going in
0: that's true and they were just a couple of boogie cousins free throws away from actually getting close to tying that up and but then again (laughs) we'll talk about boogie cousins as well in future episodes because his decision making and also his luck really have not gone well for him in the past year so Mm -hmm. that's another story that's going to be played out as far as his roster spot i know we got dwight howard in the deal as far as signing him up i know that's another point of contention i know a lot of people will want to talk about on our show going forward as well but last thing i want to hit you up for today's show i wanted to ask you the odds right now here in vegas are very close as far as anthony davis or lebron in fact they're either fifth or sixth. You flip-flop either of them, whichever the money line goes to. I mean, if people seem to, you know, like to one day like Anthony Davis to go ahead and they put money on him. So he put, goes ahead of LeBron. People love LeBron. They put money on him. So he goes ahead of AD. Right now they're about fifth or sixth, about 10 to one odds for winning the MVP. And I think both have to have a great season in order for the Lakers to get where we're hoping that the team will get. Right, uh, and, and they also have to be healthy at least 70-plus games, right. uh, I'm going to be honest with you, or else it's going to be really tough for the Lakers to make any headway in the Western Conference. So I ask you, my friend, you're coming to Vegas, you're flying in, you're going to go hit the hotels, you're going to go put maybe the Win, Venetian, Bellagio. <laughs> okay, and before right. you put all that money down on any of the, the <sighs> poker, the blackjack, or, or anything else out there, back rack or craps or anything out there, you're going to go ahead and put some money down for MVP LeBron versus AD your choice on that I know you mentioned LeBron he does he have enough in the tank for one more great season or is all the talk from Anthony Davis that he's done this summer about the level he wants to play at be enough to get him into that MVP race
1: Ooh, yikes you know, I was prepared for this question and then I wasn't. It's so sad. We've had the we've had the opportunity to prepare for this question two or three times now and I'm still yes, not. Yes, we quite, have. Still not quite ready. But here it goes. I think truth be told, if if we're just talking between those two, then you'd almost have to go with LeBron in a weird way. Truthfully, I don't think either one of them. If we're talking the entirety of the NBA, I don't think either one of them. But if I have to pick between AD and LeBron, I'm going to pick LeBron, and here's why. Anthony Davis has made it very clear that he wants to be able to focus on defense, and he is in a position now to where he can. He doesn't have to be the offensive focal point. He doesn't have to be the guy on offense. He can spend more energy playing defense, and let's let's call a spade a spade. LeBron's best defensive days are behind him. He's not that same guy defensively. So Anthony Davis has already made it clear he wants to be a defensive player of the year candidate. He's also made it very clear that he wants to be with LeBron – all NBA defense first team. So those are very very lofty goals, but they're also very exciting goals from a standpoint of okay, now we're getting back to basketball. You know, there's a, there's there's a lot to be said about this run and gun style offense that Golden State's made popular recently that was a, truthfully originated with the 7 seconds or less Suns by Mike No D'Antoni and Steve Nash. But it's it's nice to be able to hear the word defense with a superstar and you know he means it. So That part is exciting, but because he's more gonna, he's I feel like he's gonna be more defensively orientated. I think that kind of takes him out of the MVP hunt, just from a simple standpoint of typically MVPs go to teams who have an offensive player who is just a monster, you know, Kawhi Leonard or Giannis Antetokounmpo type, James Harden type, who while they play defense, that's not really been the point. Everybody knows defense wins championships. That's, that's, no, that's never been a, a hidden I, I think thing. that's
0: what won it for Toronto last year. I think their <laughs> Absolutely. defense combined Absolutely. With, with Leonard and the rest of the team, I think that's what won it for them.
1: Yep, and the fact that LeBron was out the East. But yes, the defense will want it, but it's the offense that gets the glory, uh, and that's just kind of what it is. Now, to make the argument for LeBron, he's coming off a season where obviously he was very injury-riddled. Missed the most time he's missing his entire career off last season. And... People are starting to people are starting to write him off. People are starting to prepare for his eventual downfall. He's been playing at a superhuman level for so long. I mean, remember, he came into the league at 18 years of age and he's now 34 will be 35 this year. And he's been playing at MVP status probably the last nine, 10 years of his career. I mean, he's legitimately been an MVP candidate for the last 10 years of his career. Every team that he's gone to as an immediate title contender and every team that he leaves is an immediate bottom feeder so that has to tell you how much he himself brings to a team which in my opinion would make him an MVP candidate every year which i don't understand why he's never in the conversation but that's for another day with all that said because he's got this bit of an axe to grind as well i think that gives him a bit of an edge the flip side to that is now you have anthony davis in the hunt who, yes, has made it very clear he wants to be defensively orientated. But I think as a young player in the league, as a young man, you still want touches. I mean, I hate to say, it, if you go back to that 2012, 2013 team with Dwight Howard and Steve Nash, Dwight Howard made it very clear he wanted touches too. Now, granted, we're talking about a different, a different person. We're talking about a different personality. We're talking about a different style of play with Dwight Howard versus Anthony Davis. But there's still that human factor of wanting to get some shots. So you're going to want to try to get Anthony Davis integrated into the system. You're going to want to try to get him integrated into the team. And LeBron James is well aware, well-versed in the fact that he's not going to be able to play this game forever and that his time is coming. So he's going to want to get somebody ready to kind of take over that mantle of the, Handing the team over to somebody, he wanted to do that for Kyrie. It didn't quite work out like that in Cleveland, but he wanted to hand over the team to Kyrie. He wants to hand over the team to and Anthony Davis because that's who LeBron is. LeBron is, by and large, more worried about assists, even if it means handing over the team. He's worried about the assist. He's not worried about making the the hero play. He wants to make the sacrifice. He wants to be the one to lay over the wire and let somebody else crawl over him. So. It's really going to be interesting to see. There's an interesting dichotomy to that. You know, he's got this chip on his shoulder from last season, which justifiably, so people are starting to write him off. But his natural game is more mandated to being a facilitator and being the guy that does it all versus just strictly purely offense. We've seen when he's been just purely offense and it hasn't always bode well for him. It equates to wins in a season, but it doesn't equate to uh, postseason wins. So... It's going to be tough, man. If I have to pick between those two, it's going to be LeBron. But truth be told, I hope neither one of them are really worried about an MVP. I hope they're both worried about just being great teammates, building up that chemistry as quickly as possible, and making sure that they have the right pieces in place to make a deep playoff run because that's really what it boils down to. Your your, your window of opportunity is closing rapidly. Hey, listener. Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you
0: get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground. For me, I think it's going to be, of the two, it's going to be very close if the lakers are in the top three in the western conference it's going to be because both are playing at an extremely high level because it's just going to be something that they both have to do in order to win those many games during the course of the regular season and if any if either of them are going to be mvp i think it would probably be for me i'm going to say ad i'm going to say ad because this is a contract year for him He's looking to get the chunk of change, the moolah, and get that nice fat contract from either the Lakers or someone else. So he has to play at a level commensurate to that. And I think that's probably going to be the case. Uh, LeBron, you're right. He is bordering on 35. Is mm-hmm. he's, he's going to be able to uh, have that slide at some point in time. It's going to happen. We don't know when. Could it be this year? Could it be next year? We're not quite sure. Does he have one more great season to tank? I hope so i hope that this year he does have another great season lined up for us but i think if early on if ad is playing at that kind of level i think he's going to go ahead and like you said facilitate to him more and let him be the i guess not the alpha dog per se but be the front runner as far as that and maybe him take a step back but then again with lebron what is that 23 24 points a game nine rebounds nine assists a game so i don't think that's really going to be much of a step back but for AD, we could see his numbers skyrocket accordingly because of that. But yeah, like I said, both are so great odds, but they could cancel each other out because if the Golden State Warriors are anywhere near in the hunt in the Western Conference, it's going to be because Curry is having an awesome year. Yep. We know about Harden; yep. he's going to have his video game numbers all the time, and yep. and you know, as as long as the Mister Isolation, I just want to know how many games it's going to take for. Russell Westbrook to be incensed at the way that they're playing if they continue <laughs> to play like they did last year with James Harden taking 23 seconds off the shot clock himself. And then Russell Westbrook going, I want the ball, please. Right, right. And and But you have also as well, Nikola Jokic, uh, he's done a great job so far in Denver. His His career is just going up, skyrocketing. Mm. And if Denver has the best record in the conference, they almost did last year, but because they have the distinct home court advantage, they're my sleeper pick as far as for the number one seed for the Western Conference. I think that just because of the home court advantage and because of the fact that also load management will be be two words that you will not want to hear as a Lakers, Clippers, or even possibly even a Houston fan out there because I think all those major players will be sat down at one point in time of the year. I mean, Toronto set the template. Not the best thing for the fans out there, but they set the template last year with Kawhi Leonard. Playing him only 60 games certainly worked out for the playoffs. So, you know what? I think you're going to see a little bit more of that this season, and you're right, that could be an opening for someone else. And because both of those players, if they're playing at such a high level, it's going to be hard to choose them for MVP. But I think of the two, maybe AD might be a little bit more – in the running than LeBron. But then again, if both are in the running, that means that's a good season. For the That's Los right.
1: Angeles Lakers. That's right. And you know what you what you said about that load management is, is, is so crucial. It's going to be extremely important for the Lakers to get out to a good start, uh, get out the gate aggressively and get out the gate quickly to get as many wins as possible because load management is a real thing. And it's something that the NBA is looking at more and more and more as far as possibly even shortening up a season or, or whatever the case may be to get these players to be able to make it through the entire season. So load management is going to be key. And you're going to want to be able to save yourself for the playoffs, which means you got to have a good, solid lead or a good, solid foothold. That's why I don't think the Lakers would be concerned about a number one seed or a two seed. I think they're going to be happy to get right in the middle of the pack, right at four or five or six, and just be able to get into the playoffs and coast towards the end of the season. So that way, by the time playoff time rolls around, they're healthy, they're rolling as far as their chemistry is concerned, and they've got a good synergy going into that playoff run.
0: Wait, wait hold on a second tj i'm gonna go look at the odds now. oh wait it just changed here at some of the area casinos load management is now the favorite to win the mvp <laughs> for this year in the nba season yep. load management That's put it. all your money on load management <laughs> there it is once again i'm talking to my good friend tj johnson a voice from the underground before we head on out my friend i just gotta ask you why do people need to check into your awesome show the voice from the underground Oh, my
1: goodness. Uh, well, a couple of things wrong with that sentence. You, you said our awesome show. I, I don't know where you got awesome from, but we'll take it. Uh, I think people need to tune into Voicing Underground for a couple of reasons, but mostly because we're just a couple guys that, one, enjoy each other's company, enjoy bouncing ideas off each other, enjoy bouncing different topics off each other. And we all seem to really suffer from ADHD. We can't stay focused on one thing too long. So, you know, you'll get one topic for five minutes and then you'll get it a completely different topic from a completely different segue for another seven minutes. And there's a lot of sporadic conversation. But the truth is, there's a lot of heart to what we talk about. You know, there's a lot going on in regards to politics. There's a lot going on in regards to sociological aspects of this, uh, this this world that we live in, this political climate that we're in. And we like to try to make some sense from all of the stuff that's nonsense. And we try to give a voice to people that don't seem to have one. And we want to be able to 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 encourage and foster conversation from both sides. Uh so that way it's not just a Democratic versus Republican and you know only Democrats listen to Democrats. We wanna be able to love everybody and listen to everybody and, and rightfully disagree with everybody. It's okay. You don't have to get along with everybody. Uh you don't have to go with everybody else is going with. You don't have to agree with what people are saying just because they're saying it. You know, you're entitled to your own opinion. But in the spirit of goodwill, it's important to foster conversation. And that's what we do at Westview Underground the podcast.
0: It's so funny because you and Jason Dutch always talk about your show. Well, I don't know how great our show is. It's not that great. But if I'm talking to Haas, he is in your face. This show is awesome. You gotta listen to it, man. Why are you not listening to it already? He would be telling me something like that. That's for yeah, sure. That sounds like Haas. That sounds like Hoss. But again, it's Voice from the Underground, the podcast. You gotta check them out today on all major podcast outlets. My shows are inside sports fantasy football. We gotta get you on there talking some fantasy football because I heard already a rumor that you're already doing very well in your league. So (laughs) gotta get you on talking fantasy football with me. Also as well, the pop culture cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture every Monday and every Friday. Yes, sir. Well, my friend, it's just been great talking to you. I'm going to have you on the show as much as you want. You yeah. need to be a big part of this. Yes. In fact, you know, I want to get you in as as much as you want. You just you know, I know you're a man that's like has that very small, <laughs> finite time that's available. But I need to get you on as much yes. as possible because yes. your valuable insight will help this show going forward immensely. Oh. And I cannot thank you enough yes. for taking the time to do so. Again, it's TJ Johnson. It's me, Gerald Glassford. We want to thank you again for listening to the show. If you have any questions, Voice from the Underground on social media, pop culture cosmos on social media, or you can email us, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com. So, my friend, it's been great talking to you. Just can't wait to get you back on and can't wait for another great season for the Los Angeles Lakers right here on the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.